And we're going to get into the goal anointing service. So here's the, here's the thoughts that I want to share with us today. We've been doing this goal anointing service for almost 20 years as a church. It was one of the first things that Danielle and I, when we became the senior pastors, instituted that we would take a Sunday at the beginning of the year before we got to the church vision, before we got to the church goals, to focus on everybody's individual goals, to, to encourage an atmosphere where we're thinking about where we're going in life and who God wants us to become and the kind of changes that we need to make. Not just resolutions that we've probably already blown, but thought through prayerful goals for the year ahead. Proverbs chapter 16 says this, We can make our plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. It's great to be prayerful when we're considering the year ahead. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. And this is what we're going to be doing at the end of the service. We're going to be praying over those actions, those goals, those things that we're thinking about for the year ahead and asking God to help us uh, have success in these areas of our life. And I want to encourage us as we're thinking about these things. A goal anointing service is seeking God for His direction and asking for His focus. It's asking for His help and making a commitment to continue uh, doing that throughout the year. Years ago, I preached a message in the Green Building, which was the, the building that our church used to meet in before we were now. And I talked about uh, the different categories to write goals in. And I, most, they started with F and they've been referred to for years and years. And And so I just want to remind you of some of the categories that you can write goals in. Maybe it's family life. It might be marriage goals or kid goals, children goals. Might be fitness, health, might be friendship, might be fun goals. It's always good uh, to put some fun goals in there. Some of you don't need any help. Others of you need to to focus on that. Uh, Financial goals. Uh, Further education, faith, your walk with God, your your growth in your relationship with God. We'll get to that. They don't all have to start with F, of course, but the categories can include your career, uh, holiday goals you've got for the year, ministry goals you've got for the year, all sorts of different goals. I'd encourage you to think that uh, these goals need to be some specific things that you are committing to doing uh, and that you have the capacity within yourself to do. Don't just make them all goals that's like, well, wouldn't it be good if God did this and God did that? I I like to think of the 80-20 rule. I'm going to make 80% of the goals are going to be things that I'm committing to making happen with God's help. And then 20% of them are like faith goals. I need God. Only God can do that. Only God can bring that person uh, to himself. So that's the kind of criteria that we look for. And I've got five just overarching thoughts that I'd like to share with you this morning when it comes to setting goals for the year ahead. I believe it's a biblical thing for us to do this. I believe it's God's plan for us to think and make plans, submitting them to God. The first one is this, it's to, it's to dream big, to dream big. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says this, now to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think according to His power that works in us. I want to remind us today, and I, I know last year uh, probably torpedoed many goals. I know some of my goals uh, just got shattered just because physically with all of the restrictions of COVID, I wasn't able to do those things. And sometimes when you, when you have a year like that of restrictions, 
restrictions. And for those of you watching online, uh, all sorts of restrictions to your life. It can be easy to retract. It can be easy to step back and to lower your hopes and dreams and expectations. Uh, One of the, the thoughts that I've had over the last little while for our church is this, that God wants to give you double for your trouble. He wants to, he wants what you've been ripped off, he wants to restore to you uh, with interest. When Job lost all his, all his flocks and herds and riches and children, the Bible says that God restored them to him twice over. So I want you to today to begin to put that, okay, I'm going to dream big again. Don't let the shadow of yesterday uh, cause you to lower your expectations of your future and what God wants to do in your future. In fact, in fact sometimes we've got to work harder on our forgettery and then our memory because sometimes we forget all the things we should remember and we remember all the things that we should forget. Sometimes there's, we, there's so many great things that God has done for us in our past and we need to remember those things. But then there are the disappointments and the failures and the mistakes that we've made but, the, but we actually need to forget those things. And so often we get it the wrong way around. We forget, we, re, we remember the, the mistakes, the stuff-ups, the failures and we forget the good things that God's done. But the Bible tells us to remember what He's done and forget the, those former things because God's doing a new thing. Shred last year's stuff. Learn from your mistakes, repent of our sins, and use our failures as a springboard into the future. I don't know if you've ever been shopping, when, uh, grocery shopping when you're hungry. They say it's the worst thing to do. Don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry because you just you, you go off the list and you just, oh, that looks good, oh, that looks good, oh, that, and you just load up double than what you thought. So that's the, the rule of thumb if you're going into the shops. I would say this, you've probably heard this same thing, don't make big decisions when you're emotionally depleted. If you're coming out of grief or if you're coming out of a crisis or if you're emotionally depleted, it's not the time to make big decisions for your life. And I would, I would add this for us today. If you're, if you're living with an over, a shadow of disappointment over your life right now, it's not the time to set the goals. It's not the time to be dreaming big. And so sometimes we've just got to deal with the disappointment, bring it to God, pray it out, talk it out, get it out of our soul and ask God to put a spirit of faith on us so that we can dream big and let that be the, the, what shadows our goal setting, dreaming big according to a God who can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Someone ready to dream big here today? All right, the second thing I want you to know when we're setting goals is if we're dreaming big, goals are all about breaking it down. Breaking it down. Goals are stepping stones to our dreams. Uh, You you may have heard this expression, how do you eat eat an elephant? I would suggest maybe you shouldn't eat an elephant. It might not be good for you. Maybe more plant-based diet would be better rather than eating elephants. But they say the way that you eat an elephant is one bite at a time. And goals is when we go, well, I've got this dream for my life. I've got this dream for this area. But the way that that dream is going to come to pass is by this step that I'm going to take this year. Break it down. Probably a decade or so ago, I wrote, uh, I, I wrote down 10 life dreams or life goals. I wrote in the middle of them that my number one goal is to have an a intimate friendship with God. 
for that to be the center of my life. And then out of that, I wrote 10 things and I sat up on a board in my, in my office where I see them regularly, 10 things that I want to have that are life dreams. The first was to have an outstanding marriage and the second to have a healthy, a great relationship with my kids. Now, they are life goals. Does that mean I've always got an outstanding marriage? No, sometimes I'm outstanding in the backyard wondering what I said wrong. That's, that's how outstanding it is. Okay, so, but it's a dream. It's a life goal to have an outstanding marriage. So therefore, if that's a dream, come on, you know what I'm talking about, some of you. Come on. If that's the dream, then the way that that comes to pass is one goal at a time, one step, one year at a time. So you've got to break it down. So I try and look at those things and go, well, what's, what am I going to do this year to have an outstanding marriage? That might be that we're going to have a date every week. We're going to go out for lunch or, or go for a walk. It might be that we'll do a marriage course together. And we're running marriage courses through our small groups this year. might be that I'm going to read a marriage book. It might be that we're going to see a counselor together. Maybe we're going to pray together daily. And that, that goal breaks down the, the life dream. But I'm going to put something in there. I'm not just going to write, oh, my goal is to have a great marriage. That's a dream. But the goal is some positive steps that you're going to take and that I'm going to take towards achieving that. It might look like this. Okay, another one of my life dreams is to have a great relationship with my children. So, so some years it's looked like this. I'm going to do a parenting course this year. Uh, another one, when our kids all turn 13, I'm going to take my, uh, I took the boys away, Danielle took the girls away for a, just for a special uh, weekend in terms of a, a coming of age weekend. And we I took my Jackson whitewater rafting, I took Mitchell motorbike riding, Gemma and Danielle went to some cake bake fest in Melbourne, they just had the best time. And so that was a goal that we set for the year, that was a specific event. Uh, at another stage, I would, I'd had a, a sports date with each of my kids every month. That was the goal. We'd go, and we'd just go and play sport. We'd go and kick a ball, throw a frisbee, do whatever. But that was, that was the goal, breaking down the dream. You might have a, a dream to own your own house. That's your dream. So if, you're going, if you want to own your own house, then that's awesome. Have that written down as your dream. But what's your goal towards that this year? Maybe you're ready to go. And that's, that is a great goal for you this year. But maybe your, your goal would be to save a certain amount of money for your deposit. That's your goal this year. Maybe it's to pay off your personal debt. That could, that could be a great goal as a step towards that dream. Maybe it's to do a financial course. And we offer financial courses in our church. And I loved last year hearing from a young lady, Ruth Taylor, who did that, that small group for a term focusing on money management. It changed some mindsets and she's just bought her own first house. And I love that. It was The step was to do the course and then that got her going. Maybe it's to, to get a pre-approval for a loan. Maybe it's to make an appointment with a financial mentor to talk Talk about how can I get that house and get that. But these are this is the key of bringing dreams to pass. It's not just write it down, put in a drawer. God, I committed it to you. Oh, why haven't you done it? That's not the. That's not how dreams come to pass. We break it down. We be specific. You don't just say, Oh, I want to get fit this year. Because that's that's just what is that? You say, Well, this is this is what I want to do. I remember one year I wrote down I want to be able to do sixty push-ups in sixty seconds. Now, it took me a few years until I got to that point, but that was a specific marker. I turn 50 next month, church. I know, I know, I don't look like that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your encouragement. But 
at my boot camp when I turned 50 after a 45-minute session of fitness on the, on the beach, you do what they call birthday burpees. I will have to do 50 birthday burpees on the beach after a 45-minute session. So that's my goal for the year, to not die when I do my birthday burpees. Not so much to not die, but to do them successfully. And I'm, tra- I'm training towards that because I've got a goal that I don't want to embarrass myself. So break it down. Dream big, but break it down into specific goals that you want to achieve this year that are stepping stones toward the dream coming to pass. The third one here is this, write them down. And this is, this is what we're doing today. Write them down. Uh, then the Lord answered me and said in Habakkuk 2 verse 2, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. That's your iPad. It was in the Bible already. Amazing. That he may run who reads it. Your, so here's the thing. If you write it down, there's, there's a power, a supernatural power to writing things down. It's almost like if I write this down, I'm going to be committed. And then I'm going to read it. So that means I'm going to put it in a place where I can see it every day, where I'm reminded of these goals, somewhere that I'm looking every day so that I can run with those goals that I'm setting right now. Uh, I heard uh, Dr. Gail Matthews, as a psychology professor at Dominican University, did a study on goals and found that people who write down their goals are 42% more likely to achieve them. 42% more likely to achieve them. See, they're just intentions if they're in your head. Good intentions. But the moment you begin to write them down and make them clear, it, there's, an, there's a power in that. There's something. And she found this, that if you write them down and then tell a friend what you're attempting to achieve, the likelihood you'll reach your goals increases to 78%. 78%. Share them with a spouse. Share them with a friend. Share them with your connect group. These are my goals for the year and put them somewhere visible. There's a power to writing your goals down. It's a biblical truth. And that's what I'm wanting to encourage us today. Whether you write them in your device, put them as your home screen, a screensaver, whether you, whether you print them out and put them on a wall, whatever it is, but we'll be praying for those goals soon. So there's a power to writing them down. We're doing all right this morning. Fantastic. Number four is this, go again. Go again. Now, Proverbs 24, 16 says this, the godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. One disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. Just because you set a goal last year and didn't achieve it does not mean you can't set it again or again or seven years in a row. Come on, somebody. I, I look at some goals I've set over the years. I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm rolling that one over. I try to be specific about what I'm going to do. Last year, one of my goals was to write and publish a book that I've been sort of committing to for the last five years. And so last year, I actually did two drafts of my book. Now, I didn't publish it so I didn't fulfill the goal but I at least took a, a significant step towards that now I've just got to get it edited and rolling but in that sense I'll write it again my goal this year will be to publish the book so some of you have written some goals and didn't and you're like almost embarrassed by it oh wow 
Don't worry about that. Just go again. Just go, just go again. Just dust it off. Go, it didn't quite work. Maybe, maybe if it was too unrealistic, revisit that and pull it back to something that you can achieve and have some achievable goals. That's why some specific goals that have specific dates are good because you know, oh, I'm going to be doing this and you'll be able to tick it off. It just builds momentum when you get some successful things going in your goals. But just go again. Don't, don't be discouraged by failure. Fail forward. The last one is this, and this is really important. First things first. First things first. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Put God first in your life. Today, if six out of eight of your goals are fitness goals, things are out of whack. Okay, if five out of seven of your goals are financial goals, then there's not a holistic approach going on towards your life and what you should be focusing on. What we need to do is put first things first. And I want to propose five questions to you today as you look at your goals. Last year, we took six weeks uh, to work through Rick Warren's book, What on Earth Am I Here For?, what are, what's God's purpose for my life? And he, he talked about, and we preached and traveled through together the idea of five big purposes in my life. So I'm going to ask you five questions that I believe should be reflected in your goals in 2021. Five thoughts that in addition to career, in addition to finance, in addition to health, in addition to family goals, but I, I want these, these are really important things. And if you don't make goals for the really important things, then you'll end up just doing the peripheral things and missing out on God's favor and blessing and purpose for your life. So here they are. The first question is, how are you going to grow your relationship with God this year? What's your goal? How are you going to grow your relationship with God this year? Maybe you don't have a relationship with God yet. And today at the end of the service, we're going to give the opportunity to pray and invite God into your life and make a personal connection with Him that will be a game changer, just as Sarah shared. It will change everything in your life from the inside out if you begin that relationship. Maybe your relationship will grow when you cover the basics of Christianity. We have courses that we offer called Alpha uh, online here on site. That would be a a great goal to do an Alpha course. Maybe you want to experience God not just intellectually, but actually have an experience of His love and and a a connection with God that's supernatural. Then I'd say, why don't you do an encounter day with us? And that will be, again, online or here. We'll be doing those every six weeks. Maybe you're going to grow your relationship with God by reading the Bible in a year, maybe beginning to have a quiet time, maybe praying for 10 minutes every day. And that just set one goal, at least one, about your relationship with God. My second question is this, how are you going to grow closer to your church family this year? Because your church family and being loved and known by your church family is one of the most important purposes of your life and my life. Life makes sense when you find the community that God's got for you. So how are you going to grow closer to your church family this year? Are you going to join a a group, a small group, a connect group, and make a commitment to to meet regularly? 
Uh, are you, and we did this, we've done this things over the years. Are you going to in, commit to inviting someone to your home once a fortnight or once a month for a meal? That'd be a great goal. Are we going to invite different people from church to get to know different people so that we're, we're getting closer as part of God's family in our life? We made that one year that Tuesday nights would be, would be night where we would have different people in our home every Tuesday night to get to know different people. My third question for your goals is this, how are you going to become more like Jesus in 2021? If maturity, becoming like Christ, is, is your third key purpose, then what are you going to do to become more like Jesus? These things don't just happen. They take deliberate focus. Maybe you're going to do Bible college. We're going to be kicking off Bible college again this year on Thursday nights. That, that might be a way. Maybe you're going to f- set some fasting goals this year. Maybe you're going to make a decision this year that I'm going to deal with my past because it keeps sabotaging my relationship with God. I'm going to see a counselor. I'm going to do a freedom course. Maybe it's to do an internship. Maybe it's to get baptized, whatever it might be. That's number three. How are you going to become more like Jesus? Number four, how are you going to use the spiritual gift that God has given you to serve your church family? 1 Peter 4 verse 10 says, God has given each of you a gift from His great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. I want to say this really clearly. The spiritual gifts that God has given us are primarily for the body of Christ. So my question to you is, how are you going to use the spiritual gifts that you have to serve the family that God has positioned you in? Maybe it's as a leader in a group. Maybe it's uh, some kind of area that you're gonna, you don't even know your spiritual gifts, so you're going to commit to doing the growth track, which is the third Sunday of every month in our church, and, and do a survey and discover your gifts so that you can find a team or a place. Maybe you're going to help run Alpha. If, you, if you've lost your passion of your Christianity, get around some new Christians and get involved in running Alpha. It'll bring the spark back. Maybe... And in, in two weeks' time, we've got what we call our leaders' big day out. We run this. We do two conferences a year as a church. Our powerhouse conference at the end of January, uh, July. And at the end of January, we do a leaders' big day out. And if you're not sure how you can help others, how you can serve others, how you can be involved in making disciples, then I want to, encourage, I want to say, why don't you come along to our leaders' big day out? Why don't you get in an atmosphere that will push you beyond thinking, for yourself, thinking about yourself and say, God, show me my gifts, show me what my next step is to serve other people. That's where fulfillment will come as you lay your life down. And then the fifth is this. How are you going to connect to people? How are you going to connect people to Christ who are in your sphere of influence? Every one of us, God has positioned in a, with a sphere of influence. Neighbors, school friends, workmates, people we associate with through business dealings, haircuts, you name it. Just people that we see regularly, sporting activities, hobbies. So if your fifth purpose is to be used by Christ in a mission sense in terms of helping people connect to God what's that goal look like for 2021 maybe it's to pray daily for three specific people that that could be your goal who don't know Jesus yet maybe it's a commitment to invite a certain amount of people over for hospitality this year who aren't 
Christians and that would be a step towards them getting to know Christ. Maybe it's to invite a certain amount of people to church. You're not in charge of whether they come, but maybe you're going to say, once a month, I'm going to invite a friend of mine who I'm praying for to church. Last year I had the joy in one of our services of having 10 people who don't normally come to church, not in relationship with Christ, in one of our services here. It's because I make it a specific goal. I believe it's a specific part of my purpose and your purpose to be focused on the mission field that God has positioned you in. So that's five big thoughts as we come to write our goals for the year. The first one is dream big. The second one is break it down. Third one is write them down. The fourth is go again. And the fifth is to make sure we're putting first things first. First things first. The purpose of God first in our life. Can I pray for us right now? Father, as we think and pray and consider what you've got for us in terms of goals, I pray for the prompting of your Holy Spirit to every heart, to every person watching online, to every person here in this room, adjust our hearts to line up with your purposes. Help us live life on purpose, focused, according to all that you've got for us. I pray for blessing today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. For those of you who are online, I'm going to hand you back to Pastor Teresa, who's going to lead you through the rest of the service and be praying over your goals. God bless you. Have a fantastic week.